Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Devin, and I'm here with Andrew, as always. Welcome to episode 12 of Talk Nerdy to Me. 12 episodes in, you're still here? You still look good. Andrew, what is today's topic? So, if you kind of notice in our monotone voice, we're, it's a little bit heavier topic. We're doing Killer Topic Part 2. Um, we actually did research on this one, so it's not just on the fly. Um, so, some of the things we researched and what we're going to talk about today is Killer Kids, uh, so kids who were under the age of 18 that killed killer duos. So whether it was a couple or just two people and killer duos and killer kids, they kind of like uh, some of them do uh, coexist. Yeah. Um, Especially with uh, school shootings. Yeah. One of the most famous ones. Yeah. Columbine. Yeah. Which we will probably get into school shootings. Um, another one is killer the- heroes or people we assume that are heroes and have always the best intentions for us. So like nurses and doctors. Uh, we have a couple of those up. And then we also have some obscure killers. So some ki- killers that aren't really in the mainstream media. So no Ted Bundy's, no Jeffrey Dahmer's, no... Uh, John Wayne Gacy. No John Wayne Gacy's. Just apps, just people who kind of floated under the radar. And speaking of Ted Bundy... Fuck, fuck Ted, Ted Bundy. Bundy. One per episode. You're always going to get one of them. Uh, no matter so, what the topic. So, uh, yeah, Andrew, why don't we start off with some killer kids? So one killer kid I I actually researched, and he he is a very demonic monster. Um, his name was Eric uh, Smith. He was a 12-year-old uh, boy who lured this 4-year-old um, and that's, child. That's the saddest yeah, part is how young these, ki- these kids that they kill are. Um, his name was Derek Robbie, and it was actually right after day camps. Oh, yeah. Um, and he saw him in a park, and he lured him into the woods. And not only did he uh, – he strangled um, Derek, but he also smashed his head in with two large rocks and then sodomized him with a tree limb. But this is why I say he's a monster. Not only the way he killed, during the whole investigation – Eric actually went in, answered questions, and like are asked questions to the police, like helped actually search for Derek, like search for this child he killed. Knowing and like when he would talk to the police, I guess he would like giggle, and the police just saw it as a kid trying to play play police officer. Which in the long run, that's you know when you're an officer, you think about that, like and that's what it looks like. It's a twelve year old kid uh, coming and acting and like you know trying to play police. But in the long run, he knew. Where this child was. He oh, knew. Oh, yeah. No, and, no doubt. And the whole sodomized him with the tree limb. That's, 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 a, that's another thing that you see in a lot of children murderers. Not not murderers who kill children, but children who are murderers. Yeah. Is, it's a lot. It, there's a lot of, like, I I can't I can't say it's a sexual thing, but I think, I think it's some perverse fascination with the sexual organs. Oh, yeah. Because they're... Because most of these kids, maybe, maybe you'd see the youngest is about twelve. So, but uh, they range from the youngest I've seen is ten. Yeah, and the oldest I've seen is obviously before eighteen was I believe seventeen. So, but these kids are still trying to. These kids are still learning about their body. They're still going through puberty yeah. at this point, or just starting puberty. So these kids have some weird, perverse fascination with. The, the reproductive organs of it, it's and it's not even it's yeah like I said it's not sexual at that point yeah it's just um, a perverse fascination so another one is Joshua Phillips 
Do you know about much about him? No, no, no. So no. this kid, he didn't have to become a killer. But what happened was, so he was playing with... I guarantee you all of the killers we, were, we talked oh, about yeah. didn't have to become a killer. Well, no, I this is said. why I literally say he really didn't have to. So he was playing baseball with his neighbor or something. Her name was Maddie Clifton. And he accidentally struck her with the baseball. Mm-hmm. But instead of going to get medical help, because he feared of what his father would do, finding out that he had... Because at the time, his uh, his father like had a strict rule of no visitors in the house. Mm-hmm. Well, instead of, you know, bringing her inside and because like he it didn't matter that they were outside playing. It's be, the fact that he brought her inside because she was hurt instead of getting help because he feared for, because his father was abusive. Oh, yeah. He feared for that. He ended up um, stabbing her. And this is what the kicker is. Didn't stab her once, not twice, 11 times and then hit her. And the pedestal of his waterbed. And the only reason, and like after she, you know, they went on a missing search again, Joshua helped. The only reason they found her was his mom was cleaning out the cleaning and she saw a leak mm. and, and uh, figured it was from his waterbed. Yeah. So went and looked in the waterbed and found Maddie's body. Yeah. And this is why I said, like, he didn't have to kill her. He could, if he would have just done the normal, or not normal, but the right thing and even took her called 911 like hey i was playing baseball with my uh, friend accidentally hit her can you get an ambulance mm-hmm. and done that it would have been done for there never would have had a killer and uh, and am i saying that it might not happen or like do i think he might have become a killer in the early like when he got older not necessarily tr- I, we don't know but he literally stabbed her 11 times and then hit her and which is really weird is how did it take, like, it took a week for them to find her, and it was only because his mom was cleaning. Like, how did they not smell the body? You would think eventually they would have smelled it. Well, if if they are if if they are abusive and neglectful parents, you really think they give a shit about what their kids' room smells like? Probably not. So it's, it's all, see, this kid, he's kind of, he's less of a killer and more of an idiot. Yeah. But the reason I put him on this list, the reason I did that is because to show, like, the fact that he was an idiot about it. But, and just like the gruesome part of fact of the 11 times stabbing him. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no need for that. So, in a way, he, then he, that's what made him a killer is the gruesomeness of what he did to her. Um, so, another one, his name was uh, Greg Pierce. He was 16. But he killed four people before he was even 16. Um, at 13 years old, he broke into the house, uh, tore, the, tore the doors down, stabbing 27-year-old Rebecca Pierce, uh, Spencer 58 times. Yeah. That's just overboard. Well, yeah. No, no, no. It's definitely... definitely. See, that, that kid showed intent yeah. to kill... And what was his name again? Uh, Greg Pierce or yeah, Price. Price. He showed intent to kill. He he broke into it. He broke into her house looking for something, be it be it to rob her or be it to actually kill her. He broke into her house. But the other guy you talked about, the other kid, like we just talked about him, that was an accident, and he was trying to cover it. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like you know, like I said, I get it. You know, the fear of him, his father being abusive and stuff, but. 
covering it up the way he did, he didn't need to do. Well, yeah, you don't need to stab your friend every time. Yeah, that'd be like me coming up to you be like, oh, Devin, sorry, I just punched you in the ear. Here. No, I... It'd be more like, hey, Devin, I hit you in the head with a baseball bat. Uh, step, step, step. Step, step, step. Um, but with Greg Pry- uh, Price, not, so he did, he uh, stabbed Rebecca Spencer 58 times. Also, while high on LSD and weed, killed 39-year-old Joanne Heaton and her daughter, Jennifer, uh, who was 10 years old, and Melissa, who was 8, and stabbed each of them over 30 times. That is legit intent to kill. No, yeah, that, not... That's not just intent. That, that is, is just, that, that's that, murder. That's yeah. just straight up murder. That's murder now. You can't say intent to kill because he didn't get caught before that happens. Um, it's um, it's, and, it's, and it's crazy to think too, because like, like I said, when he was thirteen, he his first victim he stabbed fifty eight times. How do you not catch someone doing that? And the re- the only reason he even eventually got caught was because the two years later when he stabbed uh, the uh, yeah, where's the heart? When he stabbed uh, Joanne, uh, Jennifer, and Melissa, that's when he finally got. And that was when he finally became a suspect for the first one. Yeah. And that almost just so, in a way shows negligence on police, too. Uh, well, you got to think about it this way. When was this? Do you know, do you know what time um, this was? It was, if I remember right, it was like 1980s or 90s. So. See, at that point... They were still trying to sweep serial killers on the rug. Yes, there had been quite a few serial killers up until that point, but they have been trying. They've been trying. They to- didn't want to admit that they were out yeah. there. Yeah, and that's that's what happens in most. It it, it definitely happens in uh, other countries because uh, in Russia, um, there was a serial killer named Andre Chikatilo, mm-hmm. which I don't believe we covered in Killer Topic Part One. I think sure. we talked a little bit about him. But, but Andre Chikatilo was a Russian serial killer. And the only you, reason, yeah, we did a little bit. The other, we might get in-depth yeah. to him in a little bit. But um, Andre Chikatilo, he was a Russian serial killer. He murdered close to 30 people. Close yeah. to 30 people. It was They were all young women. And it was uh, he was he was impotent. He couldn't get it up. And the mm-hmm. only sexual release he got was killing these people. And that... And the reason he got away with it is because they didn't want to admit. Yeah. Because places like uh, Mexico and South America and Russia and China and all that stuff, they don't want to admit they're serial killers because they they view the serial killers or yeah or mass murderers as a strictly American problem. Yeah. Due to the cap due to capitalism. Yeah. That's that's oh, generally yeah. the idea of what what how they feel the serial killers are. But, and that's what I think happened to. Uh, well, that's why I think what happened with the Pierce incident yeah. is because they didn't want to admit there was a killer. And not that only that, I think get. I think a lot of that too is they don't want to admit that children can do this gruesome. Like back then, they didn't want to admit that children could do this because back then, and like even nowadays, you know, children are seen as pure. And they didn't want to admit that someone, even though they were only thirteen. Not a child anymore, but a teenager that they still that they couldn't do this. Like I think that's a big thing too. Is a lot of people just don't want to admit that hey, these people that are are young can do this stuff. Like speaking of very young, um, one that was back in the day it was a uh, Mary Bell. Mm-hmm. She was eleven years old. 
Her first uh, person she killed, uh, she lured four-year-old Martin Brown to an abandoned house in Newcastle. And then two months later, uh, strangled three-year-old Brian Howe to death. So in the same area. And she did that with both boys. But with Brian Howe, the, the worst part about it is she eventually went back and carved an M into his uh, stomach. And then also uh, manipulated his, like, uh, I can't remember how they were. It was really weird, but with it to his genitals. Mutilated. Yeah, mutilated. Yeah. Not manipulated. Not manipulated. <laughs> I mean, technically, they, she manipulated it. Yeah. Just manipulated it in a horrible, but horrible way. The worst part is she, uh, with her... And she was kind of like the Eric Smith one is she found it funny. Like she laughed about it the whole time when uh, like she would go, um, I think, I think she actually went up to uh, Brandon Howe's parents and like, like started questioning stuff or whatever. I can't remember exactly. I, I just watched something about her. I did like, I did my research, but I, there's a little snippet of that. I can't remember exactly who it was she went up to. But like was asking questions, but the whole time was laughing and then like giggling about it, and and like that there shows me like oh wow you really had no remorse at all. The worst part though is she just did her I think it was eighteen year sentence, and now she's out there again living God knows where. Like no one knows where she's living and anything. So it's like you know they said that she's her mental disability, like the mental stuff she went through of why when she killed. She's cured of all that. And so it's like, oh, are you sure? <laughs> so, and that's the biggest, like, that's what fears, scares me the most is like a lot of these killers or, you know, when they start out, out young or even, you know, with Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy and stuff, you let them out. There's no saying that they're not going to do it. Again. Oh, no. Because it, it sounds horrible to say, but when they get that thirst and they get their craving quenched, they want it more. Oh, it's it 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 has been uh it has been akin to uh, a drug. Most yeah, of it. it's the drug of not getting. They caught. got the fixed. Yeah, the drug of not getting caught. The drug of doing it. The drug of this, that, and the other. Yeah. Murder is a drug. Oh yeah, and that's why. But nowadays we haven't had many serial killers because we're more aware of, of it. it. Yes, yeah. it's easier that. They normally get caught the first time, not third, fourth, fifth. Um, sometimes they're unlucky. Sometimes they, they don't. And, you know, and this is going to sound weird. I wonder if that's why school shootings and mass shootings have stopped, started more often now. Is because they know they only get that one chance. So they just want to go all out and get as much as they can. I I really don't think that's it. I really think school shootings in, in and of itself is a statement. I think that what it is. Yeah. It's a statement that you're a small piss ant of a person. You are I okay. I really didn't want to talk about school shootings, but you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. We'll talk about we'll school it. shootings. Well, one that we, you know, we mentioned was Columbine. And I think and that is sadly and it sounds bad, it's the one of the most famous. Well, infamous. Yeah. It is it is if not it is the most famous one. Because it is the poster child for school shooting. No. Actually, you, you can look, you it, cannot talk about school shootings without talking about Columbine. Columbine. But not only that, if you look at most people when they talk about a like a, a person that has done school shootings, nine times out of ten they're like, oh yeah, I just watched the Columbine shooting, and that's where they got like, 
Columbine is basically, like you said, it's the poster child. It's what everyone thinks about when when a school shooting. But this is what, like I said, which is even funnier because it's not. It wasn't the not funny, but it wasn't the first school shooting. No, Columbine wasn't the first school shooting. It was the first school shooting that did such a big, drastic number as it did at the first time. Yeah. Now that, but there's been way bigger school shootings, and that's absolutely abhorrent. Yeah. Uh, that should that should never happen. They should have been shot on sight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because here's the thing: what pisses me off, you know, they always talk about. You know, uh, like, oh, school shootings happen because this person had, uh, you know, access to guns and stuff. Which, yes, it's true. They did have access to guns. But the gun is not what killed the – like, it, the person with the gun killed the person. Not The, the gun didn't go off on itself. You like can it, you could kill you can someone with a well-placed kick to the head. Yeah. It's not hard to kill from. We are, we are very weak and soft people. Yeah. The only reason we've survived this long is because we have opposable thumbs and big brains. That's it. Yeah. That is like, it. Let's be honest. It's at this point you can kill someone with a, a drop of like God forbid someone's allergic to a peanut. You can kill them with a peanut. Weirdly enough, off topic but tangent. Did you know people with peanut allergies? They have it. It actually is a identifier of having Neanderthal blood, hmm. like Homo Neanderthal blood in your in your lineage because. For some reason, the interbreeding of the Homo sapien and Homo neanderthals led to peanut allergies. Hmm. But what I was talking, but um, go going back, back to, to what school shootings and stuff, which I don't want to. No, but I think just a little snippet of it. That's about, but um, going back, see the worst part about most school shootings is the is the excuse. I was a victim. I was bullied. Is the excuse. And not just what they give is what the media is. Yeah. Oh, these kids were bullied. These kids were bullied. No. No. And here's no. 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 You weren't bullied. And not to say that you weren't picked on, not to say that you, you did not feel you were Safe not for something. Yeah. You were not picked on or anything like that. You Okay, let me rephrase it. It's not an excuse. It is not an excuse of absolutely going out and wrecking hundreds of people's lives. Exactly. And that's what it is. It's it's not just it's not just killing someone. It's killing multiples. Any it's killing all of their options, all of their futures, it's killing loved ones in horrifying and inhumane ways. It has not helped at all. No, and here's the thing. And me and you were talking about it. If you were bullied, don't go straight into shooting. Because that's, in the long run, you're ruining not only, like, you're ruining how many people's lives. Because now you've killed people that don't deserve it. You're ruining their family because now they have to live without that person. And if you're bullied, gun a gun a knife it should not be your first uh, uh first uh thing to go to. Um, and you know what? I'll admit I was bullied in high school, you know, in middle school. Um, and like you said, there's a difference between like teasing and bullying. I think too, because there's a difference between me and you teasing each other and picking on each other, and then 
drastically getting mentally and physically abused by someone at a school. I think that's where the difference is. Yeah. But if you're going to do that, and don't be wrong, I'll tell you right now, 95% of the people that at, when they're at school say, oh, we're fixing bullying, they're not. Let's be honest. It's, it's just they're looking the other way. They're looking the other way. So if you do get bullied, and you know the worst part about it is to say you do get bullied. Like I know I got bullied. I eventually stood up for myself and defended myself. I got in trouble. That's but zero, you know that, that's that's zero tolerance policy at schools is just absolutely bullshit. But like like I was saying, a gun should not be your first uh, no. example. No, a first thing to go for because now, like. If you, like I said, now you're ruining not just the person that was bullying your life. Now you're ruining your own life because you went after a bunch of these people. And, but you're now, ruining hundreds of lives. hundreds of lives. Like, like we said with Col- the Columbine, those Pecker Woods weren't bullied. No, they those, were just being those, little shit. They were bullies. Yeah, they, they were, were bullies. bullies. Well, if think you, about it. This if you actually look into the actual, yeah, the, the two assholes, and they are assholes, um, look into the two assholes of Columbine, they, were, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold. Yeah, Eric Har- Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold. Yeah. They they were the they were popular. Eric Harrison more than less. He was the driving factor. Yeah. He was popular. He was friends with everyone. He was well liked. He was. I well think loved. he was on one of the sports teams. He was something. a football player. Yeah. They loved him, and they loved him. But his excuse is he was being bullied. He was not being no. bullied. I'm gonna put this out there. I don't think. I don't think school shooters are bully are victims. They're no. not victims. They're not victims. I think the ones most that... school suicides. Oh, school suicides definitely. Those are no, those are victim. victims. But again, suicide shouldn't be the first thought. No, it shouldn't be the first answer. It should. There should be escalations. And well, suicide should be suicide should be an answer that's locked behind a door. Yeah, and then well, the keys thrown in the ocean. And that's, that's what, what the whole Columbine one is. Even when they did finish Columbine, and they're right. They killed themselves in the library. That's not in, in the long run, and this is why I say they weren't bullied, they weren't victims. You kill yourself, that's a statement at that point. Yeah. Because think about it now. Because of that situation, Columbine would have been talked about no matter what. Like, it's it's a big one. But I think the fact that the two people that did do the shootings then killed themselves, that's what gets it still talked about to this day. That's, that's... Which is sad, because think about it, another uh, school shooting that I just looked up. Uh, where is it? Uh, Stoneman Douglas High School, and on on Valentine's Day, two thousand eighteen, Nicholas Cruz killed seventeen and injured seventeen students. Um, he went in with a rifle, and you know, after he did his shooting, he fled, and the cops caught him. And that's where, to me, you know, and like I said, the whole. That's making a statement that's ruining someone's life, but that's also meh. Where the Columbine, why it's still to this day is talked about, is because of what that's they did di- after. It's the difference between an exclamation point and a period. Yeah, Columbine is an exclamation point. Oh, yeah. it is. It is. Hey, we made we made a statement. We picked everything up. We this is what we wanted to say. And the other one you just said, which uh, Stoneman Douglas, the Stoneman Doug, the Stoneman Douglas one. That is a period. That is the. That is just the dot. That is no. He's done. Yeah. End of sentence. Yeah. No, nothing else. Well, and the not only that. With, you know, this goes in with killer kids too because of the school shootings. One that uh, just happened a few years ago that actually ha- happened close to Spokane was uh, Freeman High. Oh yeah. Um, 
the person only he killed not only i don't want to say only he killed one but he also got arrested and charged with 52 uh counts of second degree assault and me and you were talking about it is the minute you start shooting up bullets that's a mass shooting that's a school shooting no matter what um but his excuse again was he was bullied and not only that, he even openly admits that he, before he did this, he just watched a documentary on Cal- Columbine. Yeah. And that's what hit, it was scary, too, is like, you know, these could happen anywhere, anytime. You know, and I think, it's you know, a lot of people think when someone says it's going to happen, they think they're joking. And it's like, no, most of the times these aren't jokes. Like, you need to look into it. Like, some people are going to be stupid enough to say, yeah, I'm going to do a school shooting. It's it, It's going to happen, but... I would say a good, what, 75, 80% of the time when someone says that they're going to do it. Yeah. You know, that's why, like... There has been significantly less school shootings in the year 2020 than there has been in all of the years combined. But, okay, and this isn't going to think about why that is, though. COVID. It's all online. (laughs) How are you going to do a school shooting online? How do you stop a school shooting online? You close the fucking (laughs) computer. Um, Oh, uh, that's an... (laughs) A kid got suspended for having a BB gun in his room yeah. on on Zoom, which is which is bullshit, bullshit because it's his room. Yeah, but again, back to what we're saying is, uh, you know, it's it sounds bad, but that is probably the one plus thing side that came out of COVID. Yeah, I mean, around COVID fucking sucks, but that is the one plus side. But there's, and the thing too is. You know, like, yeah, the, these kids get access to guns maybe at home or not. Do you have guns? Lock them the fuck up. It's not hard. Or, no, better yet, teach your kids. Safety. Don't assume locking it up is going to fix it. Yeah. Because kids, they obviously... They'll find got, a way. They obviously got the keys. Mm-hmm. They obviously got the keys from their parents somehow. No, the, most of the ones that... Most of the shootings this time... They were all unlocked guns. Columbine was unlocked. I think Freeman was, and also uh, the the uh, Stoner. Okay. All I'm saying is, teach your kids about gun safety. If, teach your kids about guns. Yeah, guns are tools. They're not. They're not. They're not to be blamed on. They're yeah. They're to be used as tools for protection and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Hunting. <laughs> hunting i okay yeah i can let's yeah uh, let's get off of school let's get off of school yeah. shootings uh you got any you got any killer duos you want um, to talk about yeah so one that because we um, i'll just do this one then we'll go. um ray and faye copeland so how they did this was they killed between five and twelve uh victims they didn't it's not really 100 percent. they know of five but there might be more oh yeah so what they did is dur- during the 80s, Ray would hire drifters and have them with uh, blank checks or something like not good checks, go buy livestock. And after the livestock was bought and sold, after he sold it himself, he would kill the drifter. Yeah. Well, the thing is, um, Faye, Faye's lawyers try to claim that she had nothing to do with it and that she was afraid of her husband who was abusive and that she uh, asked him many times to not get into trouble and not do anything wrong. And to me, that just seems, one, really weird. Of how, how did she not know they lived on a farm? How do you, 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 It's not hard to tell. Like, whether she was involved or not, 
by not going to the cops the first time, she's automatically involved. Oh, because she's letting it happen now. Mm, it's complacent. And that's the thing with uh, you know, drifters is they did whatever they could to get make money. So of course they, you know, did what they could. Oh, you're gonna offer me money to do this easy job of selling livestock or to go buy livestock and then simple. So with him, with Ray, it was like he basically lured someone in who was down on their luck, poor, with the promise of money. And then when he got what he needed out of him, killed him. And like I said, there was, it was between 5 to 12 because, you know, uh, they don't have – they know of 5 for sure, but they don't know if there's more because Ray said there was more, but then he took it back. It's been a weird back and forth thing. The reason I put them on this and, you know, did the research for them is because of the whole Faye trying to say that she wasn't involved. That, to me, seems like it's a, a very normal uh, duo thing. That, One that, says that, they gen that generally happens when, when it's a male and female. Yeah, I've noticed that. Male and the female male couple, it's always. Takes over. It, well, yeah. Nine times out of ten, the male is always in charge, but the female goes along with it. Yeah. Like. You can say like Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. They they are the poster child for going mm -hmm. along. Well, Bonnie is. Bonnie is the poster child of going along with it. Hell, she killed police as yeah. well. She was she had a hand in it. As, and but it was like oh oh they were they were star crossed lovers. Is a ro it's a whole Romeo and Juliet thing. No no. It's it was they were they were yes they were poor and they had um. They had they had their issues. They wanted to be big time gangsters, but they, either way, they were dumb kids. Yeah, they were dumb kids, and that's what most of these people are. They're just well, dumb kids. The crazy part about Ray and Faye, though, they were in their forties and fifties. They were actually adults. They were older adults doing this. Where, like I said, most of the young couples that are killers, which I actually will be getting. It, there's one here that we have. Um, they were young kids, so I think it's just one of those things where, especially when it's male female. When it is uh, when it is male and female, like you said, the male takes control. Like this one, uh, Carol Bundy and Doug Clark. Um, no relation to Ted Bundy. No, uh, yeah, not we know of. They never said yes or no. Um, but with them, they literally started killing because they both found out. So they originally met at a bar, and Doug Clark. They had seven victims all together that they uh, that have been found. Um, Doug Clark introduced himself to Bundy at, uh, to Carol Bundy as the king of the one night stand. Mm -hmm. That right there sounds like it just, and the funny part, he was butt ass ugly. I was like, how are you the king of the one night stand? What are you doing? Yeah. Chloroform. That's a great way for a one night stand. Sorry. That's probably how he did it, but I don't know. But, um, they eventually started dating after discovering they both shared a sexual desire and their sexual desire though was for killing. Uh, one time, Clark, after killing a prostitute, brought decapitated her head and brought it home to Carol, and they used it in their own sexual adventures and sexual things for pleasure. Um, Clark uh, murdered Clark and Bunny uh, murdered prostitutes many times um, during their spree, and Bundy ad admitted that their uh, spree all started as a fantasy. As a sexual fantasy. That's what their spree start as. Which to me, that's just fucked up in its own right. But again, that was, you know, another 
male took the charge, took the lead, where the female just kind of stood back. But it, you know, got her rocks off on it, so she went along with it until she realized, oh, this isn't the greatest thing. That's and when they say, oh, I I was I was consu- I was uh, I was under a spell or something. I didn't know you knew what you were doing. Yeah, and you're just you're not upset that you did it. No, and most of these people are not upset no. that they did it, and and I don't believe for a second. That anyone in these duos were did not. I think ninety five percent of the people we're going to talk about, none of them have remorse. Like the Joshua Phillips, he might have some remorse, but there's it's hard to say because, again, if he would have just done the right thing and got the got uh, Maddie the help she needed, maybe there wouldn't have been. But another good couple, uh, duo was Charles Starkweather and. Carol and Fugat. Fugate. Her her name is a lot weird. Fugate, right? Carol, fuck it. <laughs> Carol and, yeah, fuck it. That's what we'll go. It's Fugate. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Fugate. In a span of two months, when on a killing spree, all victims were at random work. work uh, were at random. There was never no. just a gender, nothing. It was just, they just wanted to do it. And the only reason they were caught is because after the uh, couple got in an argument, Fugate uh, ran to the cops and said that Starkweather was trying to kill her. And it was, and it's kind of funny, like not funny, haha, but like it's like, huh? So now that you 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 were you like again, male took the reins. You were all for it until you realized, oh, he's probably gonna kill me. And the law where instead of going. Going to the cops first off when you were no, you know, killing the first one, you waited until oh he's gonna kill me now and that's and now you're in bigger trouble because you helped him with it. But again, man took charge, took the reins, and went off on it. And I think that's a lot of like you said, male female couples, and it's almost to the point where, you know, this is gonna sound maybe not weird, but it's like what are these women seen in these guys beforehand to where they're like, Ooh, I have to be with him. And then they literally see him kill someone and then they stay with him. Like, you know, the Carol Bundy and Doug Clark one, like that was a, you know, there was this, their sexual fantasy. So that's, uh, makes sense why she went with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray and the Ray and Faye, they were already married before he started killing. So she didn't know. Like, like I said, they were very old. They were married for a decent amount of time before this. But, like, Carol Ann Fugat, she was, like, literally watched this dude kill one person. And then, like, they were dating for a while before they did this spree. It wasn't like they started dating and then the day of he killed someone. So, like, you know, obviously you see something good in him, but then you see the evil and you see him kill someone, why would you stay? Unless it was straight out of fear that he could kill her. Which is a possibility, too. Possibility? But the way these people are being portrayed in our in the in our research is that they were at at best complacent in it and mm-hmm. at worst an active participant. Mm-hmm. Like one one duo though that was they were together. It was Henry Lucas and Otis Toole. Oh, those two are 
basically Henry Lee Lucas is what you would think of a typical stereotypical serial killer would look like. Not even that is this. He has said so much shit and claimed so much that you don't know what's true out of his mouth anymore. He is a habitual liar too. Oh yeah. Well, one of the best part is his their numbers of victims have constantly changed because of what Lucas says. One minute he admitted to helping killing thirty six people. The Mex the next the Mexican. <laughs> the next time he says it was a, th a thousand and eight, and uh, the thing is with them, they started, they met in a soup kitchen, and both bonded of the very violent childhoods they ha had. Um, Lucas's mother was a prostitute that forced him to cross dress, and all that. So very abusive. Tool was in another very abu abusive uh, household childhood. They never, they didn't really. On this research, I looked. They didn't show everything he like what he went through as much as they did. They mainly focused on Henry Lucas because Henry Henry, Lucas, Henry was he's the he's the he, puppet he, master. No, not oh don't don't give Henry Lee Lucas okay that that, not that I, no, but no he's the face and yeah. it is a blood ass ugly. It is a hard face. It's to Jason. Look it's Jason without the mask face. It no Jason Jason at least was pretty. Anyways. It is a hard face to look at, but Henry Lee Lucas, he was he was the front runner. Yeah. He was he was the main act. Otis was just a warm up. That's why I said he was like, okay, maybe not puppet master, but he definitely knew how to manipulate Otis no. easy. No. No, mm -hmm. Otis Otis and Henry were Otis and Henry, they were the exact they had the exact same goals, they were the exact same life path. They were fucking they were like throwing shit in the bathroom. Apparently, no, they were on. Uh, they were on the. They're same probably page. doing that too. Yeah. They were on the same page day one. Well, yeah. No, don't, there was no. There was no manipulation of either one. They were That's on the same pages. They but were, well, Otis liked to kill. Henry liked to. Well, kill. yeah, they definitely. Otis liked, liked to rob. Henry liked to rob. Yeah. Well, the reason I say Otis how liked we, little boys. Henry liked little girls. They were on the same page. The reason I say with Henry, well, how he was was. Okay, Henry, not for Otis himself, but he knew how to. Like you said, he was a habitual liar. You never knew what. Yeah, so he could easily just figure. because you're a habitual liar doesn't mean you're a good manipulator. Henry Lee Lucas was functionally not even functionally. He was retarded, yeah. and I'm not and I'm not saying that to be crass or anything like that. I'm he was legitimately mentally retarded. He was he had an IQ of less than forty, I believe. I think it was thirty five. Yeah, thirty five. His mother drank during pregnancy, beat him mercilessly. He was not set up for he no. Was he wasn't set up sub for success. No, but the reason so he did not manipulate anyone. The I only the only people he could manipulate were young children, and that was his runaway bride kind of deal. Is um, there was a girl that tagged along. With, I think it was Otis's niece. Yeah, it was. I think Otis's it was his niece. niece. Yeah, niece or something. Otis's like that. niece tagged along with them for a while. And then she just joined Luke, uh, Henry Lee, and they went off. That was the only person Henry could manipulate. Yeah. Well, because if you if you actually, I'm sorry, I know I know quite a bit about Henry Lee Lucas. Uh, if you actually if you actually read or read anything about him, like in depth about Henry, yeah. or what or listen to anything about him, he always gets caught in a lie. 
Oh, he always gets caught. He's he's not. He never is able to talk himself out of it. He will. He'll start out with a lie. Start out good, and then everyone will be like, "Oh, cool, yeah, he's this guy, he's this guy," and then he'll and then he'll slowly just he'll get, catch himself, he'll, basically. Yeah, he'll catch himself. He'll he'll basically just unzip his pants and go, "Here's my dick." That's, <laughs> that's what he does. I know. No, that's I know what, what Henry Lee Lucas but that's does. What, that's why I was like, you're oh, giving him way too much credit. You are doing you are doing a Ted Bundy. You are giving him way too much credit. Well, no, and well, let me finish. Uh, the reason I say that is like like you said, he he knew how to lie up until he caught himself. Because he barely knew how to lie. I'm but sorry. but no. But tell me, okay. But like this is the reason I say that is <laughs> what the fuck are you doing over there? The reason I say that is because like you said, he he basically had a mental capacity of a child. So most kids can start a lie great, but then catch themselves. At least a at least a at least a kid didn't fuck a chicken. <laughs> that we know of. He's fucked animals. I know, I know. And that's it's just how it's just how subtle you said it. That's why I laughed. Like, yeah, at least he didn't fuck this. Which you know, no, I know he did. Like, and that's the thing is, he was, he basically was the embodiment, like, visual. And I say this because picture a serial killer. Yeah, picture. You know how they say not it? not okay. Let's rephrase that. Picture a serial killer that isn't mainstream. Picture, picture a serial killer in your own mind that you haven't seen, like not a Ted Bundy, not a Jeffrey Dahmer. Take all those out and then picture your. You know, own you know how they, you know how they say like, oh, serial killers can be anyone. They look like anyone. They, they blend into the crowd. They're a chameleon. No, Henry Lee Lucas looks exactly like a serial killer. Yeah. You look at him, you're like, ah, oh, he's killed people before. Yeah. Or at least, or at least, done some like very. He's at rude, least diddled children. He's done some very rude things to a farm animal. Yeah. Um, but that's what I mean. Like he, oh yeah, I guess I did give him too much credit, like on manipulating. But it's really, it's kind of weird in the way of you don't know what's the true factor of because they've. I think the police have only ever found ten of their victims. Mm-hmm. So. Confirmed there's 10, but Otis has said there's 108. Uh, Lucas has gone from 100, uh, 360 to now there's 1,008. Well, he's dead. Yeah. So I don't Not think he can now, get more. But, but, but that's what I mean. Like when he I, was really, saying, I really like the fact that Otis was semi-realistic. He's yeah. like, maybe 100. Maybe. I mean, two people killing 100. And, and two the, people killing. that. That's Okay, I don't want to say that sounds realistic. But think about it this way. And the way. reason it sounds realistic is because they were drifters. Yeah, they were drifters. They got they they hopped and, from place to place. And not only that, they yes, they looked like the typical, like we said, you, you, Lucas looked like he fucked something, say Methodus. But they did have that typical, oh, you can tell they have their like mental issues. Yeah. That a lot of people aren't gonna think, oh, these people could do this. Oh much. bless uh, it was basically bless their oh bless heart. their yeah. heart. So yeah, a hundred is realistic because think about it. Okay, this is a weird. Think about it. John Dahmer or John Wayne Gacy and Dahmer, because uh, fuck Ted Bundy. Devin, you missed me. Oh, fuck Ted Bundy. No, we are. I already I did my contractual obligation. I know, but I just want to say it again because fuck Ted Bundy. Um, they collectively those two killed. We know wait, Gacy had thirty. Yeah, and Dahmer, Dahmer had like. Like 17. 17 did. His number varied a little bit too because there were 17 confirmed, but he also did admit to like 
30 or 40 more. So realistically, two so think about it, those two collectively, about 80 people, roughly. Yeah. Um, if what Dahmer said was true. So yeah, 100 people for two people, very, very easily realistic, especially like you said, most of them were children. And it was back in the night, not uh, 30s. Yeah, the 30s. It was back in the 30s. They got caught in 1938, I think. Yeah. So is so that they the started, 20s? Yeah, the 20s. 20s they, 20s. they were doing it. They, they said they've probably been killing for, what, 10 years when they got yeah. caught? Yeah. So roughly the 20s. So, yeah, a lot easier to get away with it. Because like there was no phones. There was no There was no photographs. There was there, no social media. There was nothing. There's barely photographs at that point. Yeah. So and it, uh, catching it, catching someone catching someone as think butt, about it this way as butt fugly as Henry Lee Lucas was damn near impossible. Well, and think about it this way, DNA didn't DNA testing and stuff like that type of testing didn't come out until I think sixty or no, no eighty no earlier uh, later late. It was like 85, 90s. No, 90s. 90s, yeah. No, 95, I think it was. Yeah, it was 95. Um, DNA testing has been a recent, like, yeah. fairly, I think, 50 years, and it's still not good. Yeah, and, and no, it's still, you still get, um, you think C- you think DNA testing is, nope, CSI is CSI not. and stuff show it way different. Because think about it, even when they show forensic files, there's times they have to test it three or four different times to finally. My thing is, like, my thing is, anything that could get a man. In jail for decades shouldn't just be a. I don't know. It looks close. Yeah. It should. That should well, not be a thing. Best way. Best example of that is. Uh, have you watched Making a Murder? Uh yeah. Uh, I, well, you know I've what heard, it's about. I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Stephen Avery, he was put into prison the first time for eighteen years because they didn't have DNA at the time he got because the sketch because. It, the person that the uh, – because it was a chick that got raped and stuff or raped – or someone got raped and killed, and then another person got raped and almost killed. And she told gave a description, and it was close enough to look like Stephen Avery that he got arrested for 18 years until DNA testing came out. And then it was – He wasn't a good guy to begin with, though. He wasn't a good – He guy. lit a cat on fire. Fair. No. That's, no. that's a stereotypical serial killer thing. But here's the thing. He, no, he wasn't a good guy. I'm not saying that. Should he have gotten arrested for something rape he, he didn't commit? No, no. But that's but should, my example. He should. He would have probably done. He would have probably have done something. I mean, eventually. I, yeah, it's hard to say because you. I'll have. We'll have to watch together because you'll see what I'm talking about. All, I, all I'm saying is he. Dun- he wasn't the greatest guy. He dunked a cat in kerosene and threw him into a bonfire. Yeah, that is not an upstanding man. No, no. I'm not saying he was a great guy. He even admits he did stupid things and where he's messed up. I don't. I don't consider lighting a cat. I'm gonna keep saying this. Lighting a cat on fire isn't an oopsie. No, no, I'm, that's intentional. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that it was an oopsie. He, but I, no, he admits that he knew what he did. Like I did some stupid things. I no, doing a stupid thing is accidentally running a stop sign or jaywalking, not lighting a cat on fire. <laughs> you know, I agree. But back to what we were saying is. Yeah, be look at that was just an example of it took them. He was in prison for eighteen years because of that. Or, Twelve or eighteen years. It was yeah. Weird, uh, but not only that. So think about it. Then that was back in the seventies, I think. I want to say I, when he first don't got look arrested. At me, I haven't no, seen it. I'm trying to think. God damn it! But yeah, so think about it. back in the twenties, they were gonna get away with it easy. Think about, um, you know, uh, I don't want to, um. 
Jack the Ripper. He, okay, Jack the Ripper, <laughs> this is weird because Jack the Ripper makes me, instill some like nationalistic pride in yeah. me. Because, That's creepy. No, because because uh, he was his victim count was five. Yeah, which and which is five and our and like our serial killers in America, we reach and we, we reach at least, least double digits. Digit, at least double. And that, that is a even weird, some of the kids hit double. That digits. is that is a weird time in my life. That is a weird point in my life where where I was like listening to a Jack uh, like a podcast about Jack the Ripper. I was like. Five victims. All right, cool. Then I was listening to a podcast about uh, about uh, Carl Panzram, yeah. which I'm actually good. I want to get into him, uh-huh. but I was listening to a podcast about Carl Panzram, and I was like, and it was like I heard his body count. And I was like, fuck it, USA, USA. I don't know if we should be cheering about that, but okay. I don't know why. It's just funny. But I, but like, the, it's just an example. Like, yeah, if he wanted to, he probably got Jack the Ripper could have easily gotten way more. It see the way Jack the Ripper performed his murders was a lot more ritualistic yeah but see the way the way say well okay son of sam or um what was the other guy there's another guy who just shot people he just walked up capped him in the head and i know you're talking about him but i know actually i think that is son of sam but he just walk up shoot him yeah leave and then walk and walk away that is that was just Simple. That's yeah, that's simplistic, but you can get more bodies that yeah. way. No, and that's that's true, but you know, yeah, like so with Otis and Lucas, I would say probably a hundred. With the, if that, if that, I would give them at the most a hundred because of the time. Yeah. But I'm but over a thousand, a thousand. Hell no, that's that's war numbers. That's multiple keep people going at the time. That's like, yeah, there's no way – at the most, two people could kill, like, before you – At got, least 100. At least. You could – if you really wanted to. Uh, maybe 200 at the most. And that's stretching. And that's stretching. But there's no way 360, 1,000. But if he was still around all day, he'd probably be like, yeah, we killed 5,000 people. The only, but the only reason he kept, he kept admitting – well, upping. Upping it is – well, he was retarded. Yeah. And – he he was just getting coffee and cigarettes. Yeah. The the cops were the cops legit just pinned a bunch of murders on him and just like oh we did it yeah that's it no that's yeah. it was like, oh we oh we caught the guy who killed this person this person this person this person this person. and were, he would admit to it yeah he, he did because he was just getting coffee and cigarettes that's all he was mm-hmm. doing they the cops literally had a list of unsolved murders and they were like did you do this and he was like yep so did you smoking, do this yeah. yeah. Smoking and drinking. He's like, because during the inter- in- interrogation, yeah, he's getting free coffees and cigarettes. He doesn't care. And you know that sounds. And he's getting attention too. Yeah, he well, he liked the attention. Yeah, and that's I think you know that's a big part about Syria. Oh yeah, they, it's the attention. Um, you know, one that. Oh yeah. You know, and that's the thing is too. Cops can get if they're not smart enough and they don't have a good IQ, they can easily get someone like uh. Back to making a murderer, um, one and this is just to for like your example because he was just getting um, Stephen Avery's nephew. They got him to admit the murder of this woman, and like, but uh, one he was underage, so they they investigated him underage, 
Guess what his IQ was? Like 14. No, it was uh, it was like 65. Ah, so do you actually, so no, do you actually know there's a law? I'm not sure if it's just in Washington, but you cannot convict someone whose IQ is less than 75 because at that point they they are not mentally stable for anything. Hmm. So I think he was like 65, uh, his IQ, something like that. But they won. He was underage, so interrogated him without his mother's consent and basically fed him answers. Oh, yeah. And that's the example, like, you know, the reason I'm bringing that is because, like you said, the whole Henry Lucas, why he probably kept their numbers kept up being is because, yeah, you have a list of things. You're telling someone whose IQ is like 30, who's got an IQ of a two-year-old at that point. Um, yeah, he's going to admit to all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the worst part. Yeah, like, I think... Again, I think the most is probably a hundred. I'll give them a hundred, and I don't even want to give them that. But them as a duo, I think is just—they're probably one of the worst duos of adult killers. Because again, there's kid kill kid duos that they might have only killed one or two people, which I don't like saying only. It's still killing people. But they did it in a more, maybe not more gruesome way, but like they were younger. They, like, uh, I can't remember their names, but the duo, the two uh, boys that took, I want to say he was like a three or four year old. He was lost at the mall mm-hmm. and took him out and said that he was going to, they were going to help him find his mom and then like killed him on the ra- railroad tracks or something. I can't remember what their name is, but. Oh, no, I know who you talked about, but it was. It's like, yeah. And the sad part is. And it's the very sad part. A lot of these kids, like, they knew how to lure other, like, obviously, they, yeah, they go after younger kids. But uh, there was, I think it was a Netflix special. And I want to say it was, I think it was called Killer Kids or something. I can't remember exactly. But there was one where... um. A kid faked a note from his teacher to another student, told him that he had to come over to help him study and blah, blah, blah. And he killed him there. Just because he wouldn't, the younger kid wouldn't suck the, other, the older kid's dick. Yeah. And he killed him. So, yeah, it's like, it's it, sad. it sucks, but like. It, it's a, like, it's a lot of, it's a lot of weird sexual things when yeah. it comes to kid killers. Like you said, because they're still finding themselves. I mean, not that there's not plenty of sexual things with adult killers. Look at but kid killers, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. A lot of, yeah. of, it's a lot of sex. Yeah, residual Z- stuff. Yeah. But, you, you just went in a weird accent for a second there. Um, but yeah, and that's the the craziest part about you know killer kids or even the killer couples is um, there will be that maybe the females attractive, and so. They'll lure a male in, and then the male counterpart will kill. Because like, you come to my car, I'll let you. I'll do this and this, and then, or you know, vice versa, where they go after females and the male counterpart, and then the female helps the male counterpart kill. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just it. I think a lot of the duos and the killer kids are definitely very sexualized. Um. So, I think that's all I 
got for my stuff. Mm -hmm. So as as I as I brought him up, Carl uh, Panzram. I want to talk. I want to talk about Carl Panzram. He's one of. He's actually one of our one of my obscure killers. Okay. That I wanted to bring up. Um, this guy's this guy's fucking nuts. Like he's in. He was. He's certifiably just absolutely crazy. Like batshit crazy. Not even batshit crazy. Like like how I said Henry Lee Lucas is what you picture a serial killer is like. Carl Panzram is. What, what you, you think it sound like? Or? No, is what you think he would act like. Okay, it's like what a serial killer. Like if a if a guy just had a serial killer stamped on his forehead, it would be Carl Panzer. Okay. Um, so Carl Panzerim identifying himself as the personification of rage or rage personified, and that's a big title to yeah. give yourself. Uh, Carl Panzerim lived a life of violence and crime, though not all of his crimes, all the crimes he claimed can be collaborated even if a fraction of them are true. He is a monster nonetheless. In auto in autobiographical whoa, that's a big word. Autobiographical documents now housed at the San Diego State University in Malcolm in the Malcolm A Love Library, Panzerim claims, in my life in my life I have murdered 21 human beings. I have committed thousands of burglaries, robberies, larcenies, arsons, and last but not least, I've committed sodomy on more than a thousand men. Oh, no, a thousand male human beings. He doesn't say men. He says male human beings. As he calls them human beings, he, he completely detaches himself from being human. Um, and he says, for all these things, I'm not the least bit sorry. After killing a prison foreman, he was then sentenced to death and revealed and reviled in his fate. He was finally hanged in September on September 5th, 1930. So he's a he was a he was a bad guy. Like, a yeah, bad, like bad guy. Which and the funniest thing about him was he stole not one, not two, but three yachts. And that was towards the end of his career. He went Grand Theft Auto. He stole yachts. And he was like, I wanted a yacht. And then he got a yacht. And then he's like, I want another oh, yacht. <laughs> so he Grand Theft Auto there after. Yeah. And what then the he, fuck? Grand Theft Auto before Grand Theft Auto was real. Then, not to make jokes, but he raped boys on this. He was also a pedophile. Yeah, pedophile. Uh, but he would um, yeah he he was a bad guy. Like he was just any like I said, you picture a serial killer. This is what he would act and talk like. Like yeah, Carl Panzerheim. You give me any serial killer, Carl Panzerheim would have knocked them the fuck out and raped them. Yeah. Yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer fucking ended. Yeah. Ted Bundy fucking, fucking ended. ended. John Wayne Gacy, his pudgy little ass would be <laughs> fucking ended. And not to not to be like that's that's weird. Like I feel like like Al Sharpton, like I'll put Carl oh, Pan's ramp against Ted Bundy this Saturday night at Madison Square We're going Garden. Twelve rounds. Twelve rounds. We weren't going to make light of this, but now we kind of are. <laughs> well, at the same time. We, we were trying to make it not so hardcore. Yeah, 
but it's kind of hard to be serious when one of the guys when one of the guys you're researching calls himself rage personified that sounds like a weird that's okay that sounds before, like a wwe promo that yeah. like that literally sounds like something the fiend would say right now you know like I, and i've noticed that like seriously that's just and the fiend is supposed to be an evil dark character so saying that you know he's rage personified like it i've noticed a lot of serial killers will start saying weird quotes like that or like try to make themselves seem higher and higher than they really are it's like the fuck well they really? don't believe they're human yeah uh let's go on to another guy uh gerard schaefer gerard schaefer was born in wisconsin but lived in southern florida for quite a while he had and he was a police officer oh. so there's another one he obtained his police badge at the age of 25 years old Schaefer used his authority as a police to abduct hitchhikers, teen teen girls, and young women, torture, rape, and murder them. After particular similarities between two murders, uh, two murders of of two women, and similar aggravated assault cases, Schaefer had been convicted of convicted of a search of his house turned up Ludard, L U R D. Ludred? Lude. Um, I think they're trying to say lewd. Lude stories depicting violence against sluts and whores, as well as personal effects, including teeth, in one case, of at least eight missing women. Though he, though he was only convicted of two counts of murder, Schaefer was linked to about 30 missing women. While serving two life sentences, Schaefer was stabbed to death in prison by a fellow inmate in 1995, as deserved. Yeah, and you know what I've noticed? All these why killers, keep something? That's what I was going to say. All these killers just keep something, and that's like honestly, that's just trying. Like I think they do that because they don't think they're eventually going to get caught. Yeah, because like you keep something, they're going to be able to find who that victim was eventually. If you're going to keep something, please don't become a serial killer. But <sighs> you wouldn't think they'd go with teeth or fingers or something that you know they can find and i like okay this doesn't sound weird and this isn't to give him credit i can't remember his name he collected nipples you could still i mean yeah but it's still human yeah but don't keep things like we're not saying don't become a serial killer don't do that but if you are gonna collect if you're gonna be a serial killer don't be a pretentious serial killer don't be a serial killer but also like, why would you collect something that literally links is, you to the crime? Yeah, not only links you to the crime, but that stuff is in the thing, like fingerprints. No matter what, even if you've never been arrested or anything, you still get fingerprints. Like, My thing is, why keep it in your house? Yeah. Why not, weirdly enough, why not put it somewhere that is not your house, right? Like, put like take your pictures. T- if you take if you take pictures of your victims, take your pictures. Put them in a, put them in a box, and then put that box, and like bury that box, five to ten to twenty miles away from your house in a secure location that no one's gonna turn yeah. up. Well, like, yeah, it's like, damn, do something. Don't but make it so you, but make it so it's like on your route, yeah, home, so it's not suspicious if you go out of your, if yeah. you go out of your way to do it. And just don't become a serial killer in any way. Yeah, but, don't become a serial killer. 
But you are not know condoning this, that. This guy Gerard Schaefer, just he's just so, and he's a pudgy fucker. He's like these. You got a bit. Gerard Butler probably hates his name for that now. Gerard, well, Gerard Butler probably doesn't give a shit. I know, probably, but these are this is an obscure killer yeah. show. No probably really never knows. heard of him. Yeah, no one really knows about it. And he's, and he's he was a Southern Florida one too. So Southern Florida, that's I know this is a lot of like. It's so weird where people go to kill too. Like Henry Lee Lucas was Florida. Yeah. Carl Panzerum killed in Florida. He was a, he's quite. A, he he roamed around quite a bit yeah. in Florida. Bundy, uh, his last killing spot was Florida. What was it? Um, what was her name? Um, Arlene Wernos or something yeah. like that. She was. I'm pretty sure she was in Florida. What are you doing? I literally have a video with her name on it. What? I told you I did research and watch videos. No, yeah, Arlene Wernos. I'm pretty I sure she was in Florida. Something like that. Quite a bit, quite a bit in Florida. And you know what's another weird thing is a lot of serial killers were like ex-military too. Yeah, our son, son of Sam. Um, I was gonna say Ted Bundy, but he's he's such he's a, a bitch. He was a wormy piece of shit. Was on here a lot of yeah, but like I said, a lot of serial killers were. Uh, but that's another thing is like it's a it's a power trip too. The military gives them a sort of power. Yeah, and being caught gives them a sort of power as well. So that's why these. So that's why some of these fuckwits become. Eileen Warnos, yes. Yeah, Eileen or or, or Eileen, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, she, the one that she's they made the movie off. Which I, which they, they kind of, they did a Ted Bundy thing yeah. too. They made her sympathetic. Yep. Like, know. oh, she was raped. She was tortured. She was, she was being sexually assaulted. No, no, she was a liar. Yeah. She killed men. It yeah. doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, if she was raped, horrible, horrible, horrible. Yeah. rape is an awful thing, and whoever and rapists deserve to be hung, uh, hung in the streets by their testicles. I don't care. And be beaten with sticks, covered in bees. Pianet, pinata, pianta. Pee on him? You want to pee on him? Fuck it, why not? Uh, pee on him and set him on fire. This pudgy bastard Gerard Schaefer. God, I... Some of these guys are just like... Some of these guys, you know they weren't... I I don't want to... Not to... No, yeah, no. I'm going to bully... The, I'm going to bully serial yeah. killers. Some of these kids are like, Oh, you weren't... You had no friends in high school, didn't you? The, even the Dungeons and Dragons kids didn't want to hang out with you, huh? You just... And now you're, and now you're just like... I want to be noticed, you fucking loser. Um, who's this other guy I got here? Uh, Ronald Dominique or Dominic? No, it's Dominique. It's uh, known as the Bayou serial killer, which out of every serial killer name is the lamest. So he was swamp thing. Uh, he said, um, "Yeah, Ronald Dominique eventually confessed to oh raping and murdering at least." 23 men over the course of a 10-year period starting in 1997. A gay man, as a gay man, Dominique used to frequent local gay bars in in the Bayou Blue area of Hamon in southern southern eastern Louisiana. He also pick, he and pick up men that he thought would engage in sexual acts for money with him. Almost apathetically, he claims to have, have murdered these men after raping them because he thought it would be easier to have them go. It would be easier 
then have them go to authorities to um, admit the assault to avoid the death penalty. Dominique pleaded guilty on to eight counts of first-degree murder and is now conserving, serving eight consecutive life sentences. So he's still alive. Yeah. Dang. And again, he's another... Uh, I want to... Hold on. He's another just absolute winner of a fucking man. He's a... I want to bring up a picture of him for Andrew just so he can see just this absolute... It. Yeah, look at him. Okay. Oh, yeah, you... Yeah, he just look at this fucking disgrace. His forehead starts in the middle of his fucking head. I, he has no chin. He looks like Donald Trump. Fuck John Wayne Gacy. Had a baby. That baby fucked James Ellsworth because he has no chin. And then that baby fucked Jason. That's that's too polite. He looks. He looks like. He looks like. He looks he, like he stole a chromosome from his yeah. brother. <laughs> he looks like he ate his brother. I think we found Job of the Hutt's new fucking stunt double. Oh, serious. Are we just like he, Gacy we're, was pudgy, but not that bad. At least Gacy was. Don't say he was handsome. No, I wasn't gonna say okay. handsome. I was gonna say. Conventionally attractive for a overweight man in his thirties. Yeah, but he, I mean, like, he, he was, was he was a decent he looking. That... He was decent looking. But the thing he was not hard to look yeah. at. Yeah, he. But he he also carried his weight well though too. Yeah, weirdly, this was the uh, this was the cop one. <laughs> he looks like a rapist. He looks like Jeffrey Dahmer, Dahmer's long lost cousin. No, yeah, yeah, no. Oh, this guy legit looks like a like a Jeffrey Dahmer at at like a higher weight class. Yeah. This is weird. Um, in this corner, Jeffrey Dahmer. In this corner, Jeffrey Dahmer's double that gained fifty pounds. <laughs> double Jeffrey Dahmer. That's yeah. what he is. Um, and uh, and now for the last obscure serial killer we got. Uh, this is a lady serial killer. Her name was Lydia Sherman, and she was in. Uh, she was a killer in the 19th century. Okay. So, in the late 19th century, arsenic was all the rage amongst avid poisoners, especially with Lydia Sherman, who became known as the Derby Poisoner. After insuring her husband for a modest sum, she poisoned him. A six, and it was a successful murder. She got away with it. And she decided that her six children were also money signs. So, insuring them, she poisoned each of them as well. How seven family members died around her with no one suspecting a thing is absolutely beyond me. Yeah. How do you, how do you just like, everyone died out of what? No, I think they were poisoned. How were you not poisoned? I have no idea. I don't know. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, uh, she managed to marry and kill two more two more husbands, including the latter's two children, before being caught by a local doctor who was growing suspicious. Oh, now the doctor's suspicious. Now he's suspicious. Now he's suspicious. <laughs> she was sentenced to life in prison and died of cancer. That just seems like a... 
That just seems that just fizzles. Yeah, it just seems like a fizzle out more than a fucking exclamation point on her life. Just pew, lymphoma. <laughs> right? Here's here you fucking you witch. purposely poisoned a bunch of people. Now you die from cancer. of cancer. Well, it, well, it said she was working with arsenic, so she yeah, probably got cancer from yeah. poisoning it. Yeah. And it was just a bunch of other shit that just went sideways. <laughs> it looked like I went to like. The best high end. Why'd you Why'd you pull out your wallet at the end of the fucking podcast? You just pull out your wallet. Because I forgot. I had hopefully put... the Hopefully the fans hear me looking no. through my wad of tens. No, because I which forget... is just three of them. I forgot to put one in my wallet, so I didn't put it back in my wallet. Uh, because I I was sitting on it like that's not gonna be good. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Like I said, a lot of these killers are just obscure. And they didn't really know. Like, Carl Panzerano, I, I suggest looking him up more because he's. Because his escapades that he said he's been through, like like the article said that I was researching about, yeah. him, if even half of that shit's true, it, it isn't. It's baffling. It isn't, it isn't epic worthy of fucking. Worthy of a fucking movie in itself. Hmm. Uh, ew. Uh, well, yeah. Like, but like I said, uh, we did a little bit more research, so hopefully this sounded a little bit more professional, but, uh, other than that, have we ever sounded professional? Well, I was at least trying, (laughs) but other than that, uh, we love you guys. Uh, stay tuned for next week's episode, which is going to be comic bros part three, three part three. We're going to be talking about comics and that one, just like we do in every comics bros, but, uh, yeah. Stay safe. We love you. I've been Andrew. I've been Devin. See you last week.